What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable, the controlling the future, Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house. Guys, I'm full of myself, aren't I? But before I get started, I want to let you know it's not a problem to be full of yourself if you can execute. Love yourself. Think you're good looking. It's okay. You know, a lot of times people are afraid to, uh, to feel good about themselves. And I always want to encourage that. And I want to show you through me doing it that it's okay, as long as you're a good person. So today I have a great friend of mine from Clubhouse. Dr. Sean Shapiro is in the house on the What Do You Made Of podcast. He is a chiropractor and a clinical hypnotherapist, which we're going to dig into and find out exactly what that means and how that affects people and, and what fun stuff he does with that. But Dr. Sean, first of all, where are you located before we get any deeper? I'm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's the coolest little town on the East Coast. It's like a, it's a little bit of Austin. It's a little bit of you know ancient New England fishing village mixed together, a great music scene, 170 restaurants for 26,000 restaurant for residents. So it's quite a place. All right. So he's from New Hampshire, guys, and uh, <laughs> doing his thing. So, so Dr. Sean, first of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for your friendship and support that you've given me on Clubhouse. Always. And I uh, just want to you know, express gratitude first. But we always start the show, we have this tradition here of asking the question, what are you made of? So yeah, I, I kind of got that message from all the wonderful preparation that you guys do. So what am I made of? I'm made of a fabric that wants to elevate others by giving them different perspective on their problems and not always having to have the last word on it, but making sure that the last word is something that they hear is something that, that fixes that problem one way or another, whether it be through a contact that I have or whether it be through my own, my, my own way of, of looking at things. I am just somebody who wants to solve problems for people all day long and love it love it love it i do that mostly through their health um that's my specialty but i help people in all kinds of ways and i and i really love doing it yeah you know that aligns with me man i i live through a mission many people have heard it and i'll keep saying it over and over and over again until they're sick of it but all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams and i just use that that phrase and i filter everything through that thoughts words actions my environment the people i hang out with that's important to me. And, and that aligns with what you're talking about. And I really appreciate the fact that I just knew we were, we were in alignment already. So, but what's, uh, what drew you to Clubhouse? So that is an amazing question that I don't have an answer for. So I, I, will, <laughs> I will be completely honest. I was not the early adopter that everybody else was that I'm aligned with now. Like, so I have some very powerful friends on the app. You know, a lot of them. I'm sure you've heard of millionaires and stuff like that. I'm part of that group and stuff. And I came in about two months later than y'all did. Um, I, I came in, you know, maybe March, and I didn't really get active until the end of March. And what I think I did was I decided at some point that that my circle wasn't like-hearted. 
Like I like my friends. I still am friends with all of my friends prior to clubhouse. And I see them all the time. You know, I'm just a friendly guy and I like good conversation. I like to have fun. I like to have fun at my own expense. I'm sure you've heard me do that sometimes, but the, yeah. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter was, is that, is that I didn't know that people existed that really wanted to uplift other people. You know, my friends are good. Uh, again, I can't, I can't tell you how lucky I am to have them, but at the same time, and I think you could probably attest to this too, is when you become friends with people in a clubhouse, the conversation is just a little different, right? It's really about each of you elevating the other person, whether you call it edification or, or, or you know, or love or whatever. It's, it's really just loving on other people and allowing other people to find their greatness in the space that you create when you do that. I can't tell you how liberating being on Clubhouse and meeting people who just wanted the best for me, uh, impact how, how liberated it made me, but also how much it impacted my life in like the best yeah, possible man. way. So awesome. Because, you know, who knows what you've been held back on or, or personally, you know, you got to take responsibility, right? But you've personally, maybe subconsciously have been holding back, helping other people because of the lack of support that you've surrounded yourself with in the past. You know, I don't know if that's true, but I will say, I will say this. I felt guilty about it about how much I pour into other people. Because in the real world, IRL, that when people do that, they, they expect you to have an agenda. I have a very yeah. good friend. Her name is Lauren. She's on the, she was on the app. She's been a little quiet lately. But she, she's always talked about like how different it is with people that you align with that don't have agendas that just want to make you feel better about yourself. So, and that's, that's with Joy Farley and that's with Nate Forrest and Scott Simon. And, you know, Brian has all these people who just pour into people all day long, but now don't feel as uncomfortable about it because not only is it, is it accepted, it's expected of, yeah. so I think, I think that that's, and I know you're a big part of that, of that whole vibe that started with breakfast with champions way back. I mean, your, your avatar, when I first started, you were still pretty active in the club. You, I know you took some time off and then we brought you back for the, for the, um, you know, when we expanded the, the, the hours and stuff like that, but your avatar there was one of the people was one of the voices that I heard that said, you know what, these people are really here to help people. I mean, he's going to make some money. He's already made some money. I know that, but the simple fact of the matter is he's here to make sure everybody else makes money too. And I couldn't believe that. I just couldn't believe that mentality. And that's one yeah. of the things that got me to stick. And that's why I'm still there. To be honest. With you. Yeah. 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 I mean, man, I, I, you said it all right there. I've made some great relationships. I just love the expansion because I live in a small town in Maryland, in Ocean City. There's some great people here, very, very generous people here, but they, have, they don't think as big. Most of them don't think as big. And I like to be around people that understand that there's anything that's possible and we determine and are in control of our destiny. We can create and cause our futures. And I was hanging out with the friends similar here, great friends, but they just weren't in alignment with my mission. And I felt awkward talking to them. If I go to dinner, have a conversation with them and I'm talking about what I talk about, which is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of the dreams. And how can we facilitate that? You know, they just kind of sit yeah. there with a the blank stare, you know? <laughs> and so I love Clubhouse for that. I love, uh, you know, I have a mortgage division that I run. I make very good money in that. I don't do anything with regards to mortgage at all on Clubhouse, which maybe I should, but 
you know, I, I have other, other reasons for being there. And, and like you said, it's to elevate and lift people up. I mean, that's my mission. I don't do that for money. If it comes, money comes around from it. You know, I have other projects that we're working on, but great. But if, but if uh, I could just do it to do it, that's, that's a great feeling. So let's talk about what you do for a living. Chiropractor, clinical hypnotherapist. How did those two come together? Well, so about 2014, I got into a big fight with the state of New Hampshire over uh, the way that insurance companies were treating me. And then they turned it into how I, how I was treating insurance companies. And that battle went on for a while. And what the hypnotherapy piece, I've been a chiropractor for about 10 years then, a little more than that. Maybe. Then the hypnotherapy piece was something I always wanted to do. And for a while, I thought about giving up being a chiropractor because of the way that I had to fight to continue to do it. So when you ask me what I'm made of, I am made of the toughest steel when it comes to certainty about what it is that I want to do with, with my profession. And I have been tested. I have been measured. I have been, you know, I have had people tell me that I had done things that I had never even come close to doing. I mean, just all the things and made me like I question whether I wanted to do it anymore. So I went and did this, this clinical hypnotherapy certification, because I knew that that could help people too, because a lot of the subluxations that chiropractors treat are affected by things that happen above the atlas. I don't know if you know what yeah. that is, but above C1. So yep. there, were, there was a lot of value for me in that. And I had a psychology background from undergraduate school. So I, I found it interesting and, and I've used it quite a bit is both a, as a coach and a hypnotherapist. So I like it a lot. I don't get to do it as much as I used to anymore because COVID sort of had me scale back with my operation, but we are about to scale up again and hire other chiropractors because we have this you know beautiful new clinic that won't get shut down because restaurants take our parking lot or anything like that. And uh, we will, you know, maybe I'll start doing more of that, you know, as like a passion project. And so clinical hypnotherapy, like what would you be, give us an example of that, of somebody that would need that or something that you would overcome with that. So uh, just, you know, make a list of things you need to overcome, right? I said, I did a lot with anxiety at the time. <laughs> having a lot of anxiety at the time. So I do a lot with anxiety, but really I've gamified it. And I don't know if you've heard Brielle talk about, I wrote this book about how I gamified it, gamified it. And I've never really done anything with the book, but it basically, I give you an avatar for you in this particular instance, you know, I call it the liar. And then the liar is this part of us that makes decisions about things. So they're probably like, I'm going to go, I'm going to seem like I'm going sideways and I'm going to bring it back. To okay. So there are probably about 20 species of human, right? Over, you know, in the last, I don't know, 40 million years. And we became the most preeminent one, even though we weren't the only ones who had this elevated consciousness. And some of the, we, we can't go back in time and determine why, but some of the people who philosophize or can make conjecture about this think we like, killed the rest of the Neanderthals. We killed off the Denisovians, which is another group that was a high level like us. Okay. We killed off the Cro-Magnons because we could do something called fictive thinking. And fictive thinking is no more than like you're walking down a, a path with your tribe. You see an outcrop of rocks up ahead of you. And you say, huh, there could be a saber-toothed tiger in that cave up there. And why don't you guys go up around, you know, you create this lie whether you know, there's no way for you to know whether there's a saber-toothed tiger in there or not, but because you can create this lie, because that's the way your brain works, as opposed to the answer, 
you can send a party above the cave so that when you people when your people walk by, they can kill whatever comes out of the cave for you. And that might have been one of the advantages that we had as Homo sapiens sapiens over the Homo sapiens and the and the and the other groups that I talked about. So fast forward that to, to the modern day uh, human. That what that which kept us alive in a time when life was perilous. You know, and they, you could starve to death. You could do all those yeah. things because life because because human beings were just beginning to be. And yeah. when you look at what that liar became and what we did with it afterwards, it became a thing that found threats in everything. So your neighbor looks cross-eyed at you because you're you're growing carrots this month, this year, instead of corn or whatever it is. And you create this whole lie about why that guy's looking cross-eyed at you and how dare this person in this this whole dialogue, this whole dialogue that goes on and disempowers you for no yep. reason is that liar. So I created a an avatar for that. And I taught people with through hypnosis how to use that avatar as like an employee instead of something that just sort of ruins their life. Because it, it does work and it works whether you employ it or not, works on you, whether you employ it or not. So you might as well, you know, have a contract and tell it what the, you know, it's going to do for the rest of your life. Because otherwise, you run the risk of letting it ruin your relationship. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCROC.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Right. So that is that the main focus of what you try to do? Because like, you know, I read a lot of books about psych- psychology. Um, Grant turned me on to the uh, book called Dianetics. Um, by L. Ron Hubbard. And that talks about when you're in pain and your consciousness shuts off, your body, your mind still records everything, perceptions and all that. And then you get aberrated and your subconscious mind. So not just the survival mode or the liar. What about, do you focus on any of the things that happen to you throughout your life when your consciousness or your awareness is shut off and your body, your, I'm sorry, your mind's still recording things? Is that something that you study in that or is that totally different? So, or? so you can, you know, I mean, that's just called, you know, I think they call that in the Dianetics book, they call that uh, aberration, aberration, but also auditing, like self-auditing, right? Where you try to take out those, those areas where you weren't consciously taking yeah. the information. Take the, in. take the charge out of it. Right. Right. And then, so yeah, you can disempower that by fooling yourself into, and that's basically what it is. is that, that's what everything is, right? If we're going to, if we're going to be anything, like if we're going to be Grant, Grant fooled himself into being Grant. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you beat you as being being. So, yeah. So so the 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 simple fact of the matter is you can go back and heal any of that stuff by painting it a different picture, a big different color in your head. Like I've got trauma from like sixth grade when the the most popular girl in school pretended to like me and I, and I got embarrassed <laughs> in the lunchroom type of thing. You and, did too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and and that. That said, I've gone back and and tried to heal my relationships with, you know, with women through that by painting that a different picture and making it more about her and less about me. Uh, and that's yeah, what I got it. Myself. And yeah. that's what I try to do with everything that's happened to me over the, you know, over this crazy lifetime that I've led has had a lot of twists and turns in it as far as what, what I was going to be when I, you know, when I grow up and I still haven't done that yet. Um, <laughs> I, I just feel like, I just feel like, yeah, you can, I mean, whether it's Dianetics or whether it's, you know, me calling it the liar or whatever it is, it's yeah. all about, it's all about just framing things 
And I think uh, T. Harv Eckerd, um, he, he talks about it. Like, so there are the positive thinkers in the world who, you know, they do their affirmations and everything, like that, but don't believe it. And then there are the power thinkers in the world. And the power thinkers realize that no matter what they're hearing inside their head, it's a lie. So you might as well tell yourself a better lie so that you can get more good stuff out of it. Right. right. So what you're saying is, it's all about the story you tell yourself and that, and you believe 100%. in it. Right. 100%. The story you tell yourself is you. Yep. It shapes you. That's your life that you're living. That's your life that you create. I, I've been talking about that a lot lately. So what is the truth though? If that's a lie, that one thing's a lie. What is really the, what's really the truth? So I don't think that we can know what absolute truth is. And let me tell you why. That the, the known universe, it, it exists in verified other dimensions that we can't perceive as human. So right now, you and I both send off an electromagnetic frequency, and maybe some of us can perceive those. We're a little more sensitive to it or not. But the simple fact of the matter is we don't really see it. We don't really know how to measure it with our eyes, right? And that's the only thing we could measure it with unless we find some other apparatus later in our development. But we've been looking for these little organelles that do these, these midichlorians like the, the Jedi call. Yeah, right? yeah. So we don't really have a full scale model of the universe here with us and, and at, our, at our disposal on this three-dimensional level, okay? So, so without going too crazy into the quantum mechanics of it, let's just say that I can't see all of C-Rock no matter how hard I try because I'm not built to see C-Rock, okay? I can build machines that might see all that stuff, but, they, but then I'm reliant on those as a secondary source of information and not an intrinsic source of information so that I can't perceive you 100% in this world. So if you can't perceive reality and what things really are 100%, and, and, and that said, truth is the best lie you can tell, right? The best lie that you can tell and what lines up with how you feel about the world, whether you live in a, in a hostile universe or a friendly universe, you make that decision and you go from there, okay? Because it's all in the eye of the observer. I mean, like I said, we could go down to the... the we. we we can go into the quantum mechanics of it where we're talking about um, Schrodinger's cat, and then we're also talking about um, uh, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. And that's no, that's not a Breaking Bad reference. That's actually something that tells us that the universe is always going to do what we tell it to do at the subatomic level. You know? And that said, we can't, we, we can't get hung up in what absolute truth is, and we just have to do the best that we can to create our truth to make our truth, to make our vision come to life. And that is the only way that we can really live whatever purpose the divine has for us. So you commit to whatever lie you're going to go and commit all the way and go hard. <laughs> that's, the, that's the answer. Don't, don't as, as, Nate, as Nate Forrest would say, I'm all in on the things that I believe in in this universe. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I love it. And then so... Uh, I wanted to ask one other question with that. Oh, well, so hold on one second. Let me, let me gather my thoughts on that because I got a lot of things going through my head right now. I'm, I'm really uh, sorry. I told you I didn't want to. I love to. it. No, I love it, man. This is like, this is my stuff, man. I, I read like crazy. I'm addicted to, I'm obsessed with learning about this stuff. But no, I've been talking about that same thing. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So whether you're intentionally doing it or not, we all make decisions and we have what we have because of those decisions and story that we told ourselves intentionally or not. So you're saying you might as well be intentional and tell the story that you want to tell 
And then you can create the life that you really want. Absolutely. Which aligns with my all people are unstoppable to, to having the life of their dreams. Right? Correct. Yeah. All right. So then spirituality, how, how do you, how does spirituality for you tie into this? And, and like, you know, the bodies that we have, the minds and brains that we have and all that, and then you tie in spirituality just from, and again, it's a lie that you're telling yourself. What lie are you telling yourself about spirituality and how it ties into everything? So the truth is, is that my spirituality has evolved greatly just in the past three months at a really? high level. Yeah. And I'm not really good at talking about it in a way that is instructional for other people. But I will, I will say, this. so how does spirituality work for us? Well, again, you wake up and you decide every day whether you live in a friendly or a hostile universe. And when you choose the friendly, it's best for you to be friendly too. So give, give everything away, give everything you have to give away. And understand that if it's meant to be yours, it'll just come right back to you. And sometimes it'll come back with a friend. That's my spirituality right now. It's just let go of everything. Let go of all attachments if you can. It's hard. I can't. I'm, just, I'm so flawed. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, yeah. I'm so flawed. But that's what I believe is that the less we hold on to things, the less that we believe that things actually belong to us. And the more we want to give to other people, the more we will have, because just the love that you receive when you give is more than, it is more valuable than any Lamborghini in, in the garage or, or a whole garage full of Lamborghinis, whatever it is that gets you going. If you attach to that in a way that is less than friendly, then less than friendly things will happen to you. So I try to be yeah. a giver. And, yeah. I, and I tried to be around the givers. I, like Spizak says, give me the givers every time because yeah. that's the group that I want to hang out with. Yeah, I love that, man. I noticed that big time. A lot of times you give and the person you're giving to doesn't have the resources to give back, but it's not going to come from them. It's going to come from the people that have the resources to give to yeah. you, right? Yeah. I think, and so many- I, think, I think when we assign, when we assign, when we assign the reciprocity process to individuals instead of just the whole bleeping universe. I think that I think that we make a mistake there, and I don't mean to. I know it's your show, and I feel bad, but like I no, really no, need no, to. Be, no, 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 I really no. need. I really need to get this straight in my head. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Fire away. Other people do is that the, the the laws of reciprocity have nothing to do with where you give, because you give in the same universe that's going to give back to you. So if you're worried about the person reciprocating because you give something then you are then you are choosing an unfriendly path because yep. there's no way for you to control what that person does with what you give to them whether it be information money things all those all of it once you give it it's gone it is part of the quantum storm that surrounds you and whatever comes back and hits you in the head like a boomerang should be bigger if you just let go yeah i love that yeah that's what i was saying like a lot of people don't give because it they think the person that doesn't yeah, have the I resources, was, you know, I, you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I think that is yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I did a symbolism of this, uh, a symbol like the, the old, uh, let go of the banana. You ever heard of that? Where the yeah. monkey has a banana hand on a banana in the box and he can't pull his hand out because right. he won't let go of the banana. So I took a banana up the hill in Scottsdale Camelback, climbed it with a banana in my hand the whole time. And I uh, just was videoing it just to make a joke about it. But then I got to the top. And I still had the banana in my hand. I said, I didn't let go of the banana. <laughs> Just like, but, but, but symbolizing that, you got to let go. Uh, man, I love that. And then so spiritual, like, let's go back to my question though. Spirituality, 
what you said was how to operate, but like you believe in a spirit that occupies our body or our mind or something. And how did those two, like, what are your thoughts on how those two intertwine with each other? I think that Eckhart Tolle has an experiment that you can do and it allows you to, to go inside and feel something inside your body that isn't part of your body. That is a, is maybe an interface to something else. And I think it's like within the first two chapters of the power of now. So I think that, yes, I think that we do have a spirit. I think that we live in, in a multidimensional universe, probably 27 total dimensions, and our consciousness fills 15 of them, and that we can access those higher levels when we become more adept at doing so. And the people who've been more adept at doing so, we still talk about today. These are the Gandhis. These are the Mother Teresas. These are the, the Jesuses. These are the Buddhas. These are the Krishnas. These are people who learned, who learned somehow to stare at a wall long enough that the wall dissolved and they could see the whole universe right there in front of them. But as far as I'm concerned, with this limited intellect, <laughs> I think that we do have a spirit. And I want to believe that each of us has a higher self that we can report to and we can actually get information from. Because to think that we are just cut off from the rest of the universe as a singular entity makes no sense to me. When everything yeah, else, yeah. with everything else in the in the universe is connected. Yep. Well, I, whether I agree with you or not doesn't matter, but I do agree with you, and I appreciate that share, and it was very, very well said. And uh, I want to honor your time. I, you know, I told you uh, this would be 25, 30 minutes. I could go on all day, but we'll continue this on Clubhouse somewhere. And I'm happy to part, be a part of the minions. I, I have my minion picture that I put up when I'm in the in the group. Um, yeah, that, that's not up to me. You know who that's up to. No, 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 no. I, I know, but I just love supporting you guys, and I love that the whole idea of it. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, man. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate. I can't wait to get this out. And uh, if there's anything I could ever do for you, man, just all you got to do is ask. What's the best way for my audience to engage with you? You know, I I don't have anything to sell, but um, if you want to engage with me, I think I think you have it right behind you. Um, if you want to do something for me, there's a book that you can buy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if My you man. see that. Uh, I've got a, I, I was lucky enough to get an autographed copy. And someday when I meet Grant, I'm going to have him sign the forward too. Um, but I, if you could do something for me, because this gentleman has done a lot for me, is to buy this book and read it and actually use it to, to help you level yourself up. So that's how, that, that's my ask for the day. Cause I, I literally have nothing to sell. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Dr. Sean. You guys can find him on clubhouse. He's great, very supportive. And he talks sometimes on there. So go find him on there. But Dr. Sean, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. You guys have been listening to the, what do you made up podcast with your boy, the unstoppable, the inexorable Mike Searock and my friend, the unstoppable Dr. Sean Shapiro. Keep coming back, keep supporting, go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Watch these on YouTube if you're watching these. Mike Searock, Sirocco, and look out for the blueprinted app that's on its way that is going to blow your mind. It's the most innovative product that's been out the last 40 years on personal development. Look out for that. Blueprinted, B-L-O-O, printed.com forward slash VIP. Until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com. And let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, MikeCrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike 
C-R-O-C.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.